This show contains language that is unsuitable for children. Grant us love filled with good intention. May we find peace in the midst of ascension. We know what they make us, though they try to break us and say we love us, give you love. Welcome to Straight Vibes, No Chasers. Raw talk on coming out of the closet about our fears and why we're so hell-bent on resisting our highest good. This podcast focuses on the African-American experience concerning fear and our long-standing romance with mediocrity. You can follow and comment on the show topics on Instagram at SVNC underscore podcast or go to PennyMurray.com where you can also find out more about Dr. Murray's work, her book, Giving Myself Permission, and the African-American Council on Fear. Now, here's your host, Dr. Penny Murray. Hey, and welcome to Straight Vibes, No Chasers from Dallas, Texas. We all know that um, June is Pride Month, but now the month of June will also mark the historic new federal holiday, Juneteenth. Ironically, Juneteenth, or Freedom Day, is recognized as the official date that slavery in America ended. I'm putting that in air quotes. But America still refuses to tell the truth about why it took so damn long. I mean, nearly two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed before slaves in Texas were told that they were free. And of course, we also know that our freedom didn't include justice and equality. Now, I've said this before, while eradicating slavery was the letter of the law, it was not and has not been the spirit of the law. What I mean by that is that the hearts and minds of many white Americans are still resistant to the idea of freedom and equality for all people, include African Americans. I'm your host, Dr. Penny Murray. Now, I'm going to jump right into the show because it is another special segment called Changing the Conversation at the Dinner Table. Out of love, this show is dedicated to my family members who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. So what does LGBTQ plus mean? We might think we know, but just entertain me for a moment. LGBTQ plus is the more commonly used term in the community because it's thought to be more user-friendly. But you may also hear terms like queer community or the rainbow community to describe the LGBTQ plus Americans. But both of these terms really feel a little bit disrespectful for me. So I'll continue to stumble over trying to remember the letters and getting them in the correct order instead of using those two terms. Man, that's just the world according to Penny. So LGBTQ plus refers to all the varying communities which are recognized by the letters, and these are the the entire letters, L-G-B-T-T-T-Q-Q-I-A-A plus. Yeah, you thought you knew. L represents lesbians, the G, the gays, and they have two pluses there. Uh, the gender queer and gender variant. B is bisexual. Their plus is bi gender. And then there's the triple T's. And those stand for transgender, transsexual, and then the two T's, which is actually two spirit. Uh, you have male and female energies. But I don't, to me, I think we all have male and female energies. And then the QQ is queer and questioning. Uh, the I, it represents the intersex. 
And AA is asexuals and allies. The plus there is agender. Now there's two additional pluses, and that's pansexuals and pangenders. So this episode of changing the conversation at the dinner table is going to be with my niece, Portia, and her wife, Candace. In our conversation, you'll hear me say that while I interact with my family members and friends who are LGBTQ plus Americans from a space of love, I remain ignorant about their day-to-day truth. Now for me, love is not blind. And it certainly doesn't seek to be arrogant or ignorant. Instead, sincerely loving others means pushing past the fears that blind us to see the divine essence in each and every one of us. And so this show uh, is going to uh, help me to, to understand. And hopefully it will give you or shed some insight for you as well. But before we get into the actual conversation, I got to do a quick shout out to a couple of new supporters and sponsors of Straight Vibes No Chasers. Now, first, it's Uplift Her and its founder, Portia Kane O'Neill. And then there's Create and Conquer Barber Lounge and its owner, Barber Stylist Tree Jack. If you're in the Dallas area, you need to really look her up the the create and conquer barber lounge because she's the real shit and you'll hear us talk more about uplift her as we go into uh, the conversation later on so uh, i'm happy to have them and appreciative of them being a sponsor for straight vibes no chasers now before we get into the conversation at the dinner table i got to do my two cents <laughs> my contribution to black history 365 And because we are talking about the LGBTQ plus community, this segment is going to be dedicated to the LGBTQ plus African-American pioneers. The, The executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition, David J. Johns, said in an interview, and I quote, As long as there have been black people, there have been black LGBTQs and same gender loving people. Black LGBTQ plus Americans have long made history with innumerable contributions to politics, art, medicine, and a host of other fields. But racism combined with forces of stigmas, phobias, discrimination, and biases associated with gender and sexuality has too often buried the contributions that black LGBTQ plus Americans have made to this country, end quote. So in tribute to their contributions, their passion and and their dedication, here's just a few of those black LGBTQ plus American pioneers uh, that I want to showcase. Gladys Bentley, often dressed in a top hat and tuxedo, Bentley was known as a gender-bending performer during the Harlem Renaissance in the 1930s. Bentley was known as Harlem's most famous lesbian and among the best-known Black entertainers in the United States. Now, just in case you're wondering, gender bending is sometimes a form of social activism and it's aimed at defying rigid gender role stereotypes. Baynard Rustin, a LGBTQ plus 
civil rights activist and key advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the nation's highest civilian honor in 2013 uh, for his activism. This medal came 26 years after his death. James Baldwin, a writer and social critic. Now, Baldwin is most known for his groundbreaking 1956 novel, Giovanni's Room, which depicts themes of homosexuality and bisexuality. Most of Baldwin's literary and activist career was spent educating others about Black and queer identity through his famous lecture titled Race, Racism, and the Gay Community. Alvin Ailey, choreographer and founder of the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, one of the most prominent dance companies globally. Ailey was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom as well for his influential work in bringing dance to underserved communities, again, 25 years after his death. Audra Lloyd made significant contributions to feminist theory, uh, critical race studies, and queer theory. Lloyd once said, and I love this, I write for those women who don't have a voice because they are so terrified. We're taught to respect fear more than ourselves. We've been taught that silence would save us, but it won't. Miss Major Griffin Gracie, an African-American transgender woman and activist for trans rights who has spent her, her life strongly advocating for incarcerated trans women. Now, she believes that the prison system contributes to the incarceration of transgender individuals, particularly trans people of color and those with low incomes. While I was researching for this episode, I learned about so many other black LGBTQ plus Americans whose stories have gone totally unsung. Now, unfortunately, I don't have time to list them all, but let me just go through a few more. Okay. Uh, Ernestine Eckstein, uh, the leader of New York's first lesbian civil and political rights organization in the United States. Eckstein was the only woman and black woman at that, that was present at all of the early LGBTQ plus protests for their equal rights. Uh, Palm Springs Mayor Ron Oden, the first openly gay African-American man elected mayor of any American city. Phil Wilson, founder of the Black AIDS Institute and served on President Obama's advisory council on HIV AIDS. And then there's Willie Ninja, dancer, choreographer, and the godfather of the dance style called voguing. I remember when that was all everybody was wanting to do, regardless of whether you were uh, gay or not, everybody was doing voguing. I was surprised to know that this was a dance style that was actually made popular by a black man. And I, I don't know why I was surprised because all the real cool dance styles comes out of the black community. So this one just tickled me for whatever reason. All right, let's go to my kitchen table for part one of our discussion. When you look at me, don't see your fears, see me, my essence. Okay, so... Oh, she up here praying and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, this is 
another special edition of Straight Vibes No Chasers episode uh, that I'm calling Changing the Conversation at the Dinner Table. So here I am at the dinner table with my nieces, my niece Portia and her wife Candace. And we're going to be discussing things that we may be afraid to ask the LGBTQ plus community. Now, to be honest, um, this is a conversation I've been scared to have for a long, long time because I love my niece. And so when she went in this direction, uh, truly, I was like, oh, snap, I want to know who she is developing to be this beautiful young lady. And then I met Candace, which is her wife. So if you're like me, I just interact with them out of love. But I still remain ignorant about their lifestyle and who they are as people. And so I say, I see you. But in order to truly be authentic about that, I need to know who you guys are. (laughs) If you hear the fireworks in the background, to me a symbol, a sign of the celebration of love no matter how it's packaged. And I love that. So we're going to be talking about LGBTQ plus community. What does that really mean? When I was trying to half-ass educate myself from the standpoint of Googling things, yeah, that's great and wonderful, but it doesn't really get to the people, the person. So I want to talk to two people, um, and, and I want them to kind of introduce themselves just a little bit But I do know that, for instance, my niece, Portia, I've seen her struggle in accepting who she is, her truth, her sacred expressive life force. You know, being able to think, create, speak, and live your truth. And that truth is beyond the conservative, acceptable lifestyle. And then I meet Candace, who's an absolute fabulous woman, standing in her space, flat-footed and say, here, this is who I am, now what? So I want to take a few moments and let them introduce themselves so they can get their, you know, fear factor off of them, shake that off a little bit. <laughs> Who wants to go first to tell me a little bit about you? I say ladies first. She ain't the way I say that. <laughs> yeah. My name is Portia. I'm originally out of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I moved to St. Louis probably eight or nine years ago. Uh, three and a half years ago is when Candace and I met. Very memorable night. So uh, currently uh, in entrepreneurship uh, for photography. And she stands behind me on everything that I do, no matter if it's this or what. And I definitely appreciate that. 150%. Yeah. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. Okay. My niece is being humble and all this very stuff. Very humble. Very humble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look to her. She is the founder and president of what? Uplift Her LLC. Exactly. Mm. So Uplift Her is all about um, uplifting the feminine energy within the community, no matter gender, and just realizing how beautiful feminine energy is, the nurturing, mm-hmm. the power behind it. And I know a lot of groups, they really, they focus on that as far as women, but we want to, you know, we want to involve all feminine energy, whether it be women gender, men gender, non-binary, transgender, all of that. So, yeah. And I'm forever saying this is so much bigger than than she is imagining right now. Uplift Her is, in fact, a sponsor of Straight Vibes No Chasers. 
And then there's Candace. <laughs> Hello, yes, I'm Candace Corsha's wife. And uh, first off, I'm Penny. Uh, we really do appreciate yes. you as a person. Yes. And for you actually just going out and saying, you know, just being honest about yourself mm -hmm. and you, you love us, but you also have that whole ignorance towards it. But a lot of people don't want to go further. So we appreciate you yes, for we do. asking because yes. that is one of the main things with our community um, is just access because we'll, we'll tell you. A lot of us really are open book. This is my niece, and mm -hmm. I've been with her every step of the way. I've watched her grow into this fabulous young lady, but I was still scared to actually ask her. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always used to say, like, if anybody was ever bold enough to ask me, I'm okay with telling them. Just God know that there's that fear. I mean, it was a fear for me to come out. Mm -hmm. um, a long, you know, I did come out to everybody a long time ago, but I remember having that conversation with myself in high school, like, you know what? I was in the lunch lab, like, um, I don't want a man, but I, I don't think I want a woman. So maybe I just get a dog and just be happy with the rest of my life. So, you know, the dog will sit down somewhere. You know, so, <laughs> but, um, but I guess I gotta get to the whole introducing myself. But yes, um, born and raised in St. Louis, <laughs> is the best city ever. I know, I know, I got some eyes rolled at me. Um, I am a volleyball coach, trainer. That's, volleyball is life. And so what I um, like to do is, <sighs> Put it on out there. But that's not easy. Because when you start sitting on your ass about it, I'm going to send this, you know, this I already whole, know. So show, show I you know. and say, yes, you can get it out there. Everybody now. <laughs> okay, so all of all, you know, volleyball is life for me, and I am a black woman. Um, I was always the only fly in the milk on the competitive level. Now I went to school, it was 50, you know, 50-50, but it was still a lot of black girls on that team, but it wasn't on a competitive level. So as soon as you start to play club volleyball, it was maybe one black person per every five, ten teams. So, and that was 20, yeah, about 20 years ago. And it's still the same today. So, Are you kidding? I know. I know. Wow. So now um, I'm just looking to help our girls just to show them that they also have the opportunities to get the volleyball scholarships. And so when you talk about volleyball, what is necessary? Because one of the bigger issues within the black community is affordability. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what parents talk to me all the time and say, we just can't find any uh, teams that are going to actually go somewhere in the North County area of St. Louis. But, you know, even back when I was playing, I had to drive 30 minutes West County, 30 minutes South County. Just We had to drive out to where not a lot of us live to play in right. the competitive uh, on a competitive sport. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some teams in North County, but it's not necessarily on the, the highest of the competitive level. Because when I went to go coach in the West Counties and the South County, they're charging $2,000 at least for that season. And so, but you know, back when I was playing, it was like $800, but now it's up to yeah, $2,000, wow. yes. Wow. And how many black families, especially low-income black families, would want to invest in their children like that yeah. because they may not go to college. That's, I that. love that word. You yeah. said invest. Invest. It's an investment. It's an investment. Yes. So the, uh, the opportunities are not always afforded to low-income urban areas. So we're going to start a gym, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> we yeah, manifest that yeah, energy, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. It's, especially as coaching, um, it started being a rumor back in like 2005, 2006, when I started being a rumor that I was gay. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Here we go. She didn't say it like that. She's all oh, shit. Yeah, that's Oh, yeah, straight by. I'm going to oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, what do I do? And, you know, and, and my girlfriend at the time, uh, she was also kind of helping. It was like, oh, yeah, they together. They together. They're some dykes. Ah, you know what? Okay. I'm in a, I'm in a high school, so I'm not gonna slap the shit out of you. But you know, yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know. But I did not do that. But I still was in hiding, and I said, no, those ones are not true. You know what? That you're that? saying that, Candace. Mm. I remember a young man that I grew up with. As we became a young adults, mm. I heard a rumor that he was gay. Mm. And I remember we met at my older sister's house, and she stayed friends with him. She invited him to dinner, and I was invited. So I was like, you know what? You know, I asked him, I said, well, you know, people keep telling me, is it true that you're gay? To this day, he no longer speaks to me oh, because no. I asked that simple question. Really? And I'm thinking, it's no big deal. Oh, oh, and this was back in, I don't know, the 70s, 80s, something like that. Ooh. That has bothered me. And it goes back to what you said earlier. Yeah, all you got to do is ask us and we'll tell you. Yeah. But, that's but that's what not we always feel comfortable. comfortable. That's, but that's after we get over the hump oh, of coming gotcha. I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily, a, it shouldn't always have to be a coming out because as a lot of uh, people from our communities say, like, you know, heterosexuals, they don't come out, so why do I have to? And I, I feel mean, the same way. Yeah. Like, yes. But yeah, that person has to be comfortable with who they are. You know, it takes some people until, I mean, we've seen it in, um, they're in their 60s and now they're living their life, you know, oh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, living their truth. Living their, their truth, their truth. correct. Yeah. So that might be the same for that, that person, that friend. Of people? It was just the three of us. We grew up as young people, went to high school together, oh. went to junior high together. I asked him that simple question and he never spoke to me ever again. And then years later, because I saw him on Facebook and I private messaged him, apologized for anything that I might have done to offend him. Instead of listening to everybody's rumors, I wanted to hear it from him. He never responded. So one of our favorite shows on FX is Pose. They're actually in their last season, uh, season three. So they actually go over something similar to that. This one is a little bit different because one of the, the two characters used to be involved. One, you know, came out and started living his truth. The other one hid behind uh, religion <laughs> and, you know, did the steps of marriage and, you know, having kids and all of that. Even that, if you guys haven't watched this series, Pose on FX, do yourself a huge favor. First two um, seasons. seasons, thank you. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I do hate that. I do hate that for you. Um, because then that, I'm, I'm feeling like that made you feel like you had to work on it right. as far as asking yeah. us. Yeah. Exactly. So, I want to talk about the struggle because you guys have two different experiences yeah. as it relates to the coming out. I don't even know what the hell we have to call it coming out. So I, I just want to, because there are, you know, there are two dynamics here. Mm-hmm. 
just for me, from an outsider looking in, their their wedding was when I say absolutely <laughs> amazing. I was so honored to be there. Uh, I wish you could see the video. Candace came down there dancing. <laughs> they had it in a beautiful, you know, park in in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And when I say love was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. Yeah. It sure was. Yes. I mean, this is an outsider. I don't. All I know, these are my two nieces. Yes. Love them. That's it. I'm operating on love's autopilot, yes, yes. but I'm still ignorant. But mm -hmm. I'm sitting there. I know love when I see it. Yes. And then Candace was her silly ass. <laughs> she pulls out because she's a little bit shorter. My Portia is. I was tall. I was tall until I met her. <laughs> I was okay. tall. So let's stick into the story. My Portia is a she's, she's an Amazon. She's a beautiful Amazon. And I mean, she's mm -hmm. tall, beautiful, caramel. Mm -hmm. And then here's tall, Candace. Yeah, tall glass of wine. Yes. <laughs> and then here's Candace. She's a little bit shorter. Check this fool at the wedding. She pulls out this box to stand up. I forgot about that. On yes. the step stool. I should oh, the yeah. And I thought, now this is how you do it. Yes, you know? it was us. We were just us. Yeah, it was just, it was absolutely <laughs> yeah. fabulous. Yeah, I loved it. That's our it. relationship, man. This is a serious Yeah. Life. Yeah. So, the coming out, if that's what we got to got to go there. Mm -hmm. uh, the pressure in living the lie. When I was growing up, I would say like in middle school, high school, I didn't really know what gay was. I knew that people were, they had a different energy about them. And not even realizing, because to be honest, I should just put this in there. I feel like everybody's gay. I just said that. It is whatever you choose. Like, I feel like everybody you know, has potential. Yes. You have to Yes. 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 You could possibly. Exactly. Exactly. I feel yes. like if you met the right person, you might just change your mind, okay? Well, who was that? One of the celebrities. Nisi Nash. Yes. Nisi yes. Nash. Oh, that's a great example. You had great example. Yes. She said, I had no, yeah. you know, yeah. I even, I remember when I was traveling a lot and would do women's conferences. Mm -hmm. And it was three of us all together. And I remember this one young lady, and this woman, when I first met her, she had a husband, two kids, blah, 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 blah. One of the other women that went with us, she was gay. Mm -hmm. And when I say she macked as hard as a man, okay, her, when I say her, her player card was strong. Yes. <laughs> Be like, By the time we went, we went out of the country, uh, and we were gone for a month. By the time she, we got back, old girl that started when we, she went, she was a married woman <laughs> with a husband and children. She came back. She says, "Was it?" <laughs> Put your mom on the phone. <laughs> When I was in college, um, I, I feel like it's, it was always a question like, oh, like, you know, the way I would look at women, and I'm not going to lie, so I'm, my aunt has explained to the audience before that she had a full-figure store, and at that time of working there, that was my, actually my first job when I was nine, okay? Um, nine years old, that was her first job, yes. working at my industrial store. There's something about the female physique, especially the breasts, I like, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know. I, okay, I, well, that'll do the, yes. <laughs> uh, well, now, so, but I, 
know, I never, I'm like, well, maybe I'm just appreciative. I mean, I think the human body is, you know, beautiful, but something about a woman's body is just, is literally a gift from God. Mm-hmm. So in college, um, you know, I had the, um, I don't even know how to say this, the opportunity to go down uh, to the to the right instead of the left. Okay, pretty. I'll just say. So you went another and I was just So yeah, I just had that opportunity, and I loved it. And I, I was, I was scared. Um, I remember contacting uh, my sister and uh, my mom, and I was there. I was. It was. It was my. I had one more semester to go in college, and I. It was during finals and. Everybody knows final time is so hard, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know what to do. I at the time I had an ex boyfriend that I was teetering back and forth with on getting back with, and but when this opportunity arose, like I just was like, yes, I jumped, <laughs> jumped on him. Oh, I gotta be true. Well, I'm trying to be careful now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I remember calling my mom and being so so scared, and she even I remember she. She knew that I was so distraught. She drove. She drove up to the school, and like I just, you know, I remember like crying and being sad and everything like that. And then it felt like, you know, some days or weeks after that, people started to find out, and I didn't know what to do with that. And even, you know, some months after, you know, leading into my last semester, the young lady and I, we, I was like, okay, so I'm ready to do this like actual, you know, relationship. I, it was it was bad. I would I went back and forth so many times, and I was like, no, we can't be together, like because this ain't right. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, but you know, so why did you say it wasn't right? Because I've been taught that it was wrong. Um, but even you know, telling my mom, telling my sister, it was like it's okay. It was the way they said okay was like, well, it's not gonna happen again. It's just a phase. It's just a yeah, phase. It's just a phase. Mm-hmm. Deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, I tried to put that into my mind that it was a phase. Even after I went back and forth with this young lady, and that's one thing that I know that I messed up on because nobody should be played with like mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what, you know. But I wonder how many men or women, when they're trying to find that path yeah. of self-truth yeah. for themselves. Because before I can show you my truth, yeah. I've got to accept my truth. Yeah, exactly. Okay? exactly. So I wonder how many men and women to get, you know, alike that are in the gay community, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sorry, I can't go through all these letters every time, so I'm just going okay. to say the gay community. Yeah. I wonder how many of them did the same thing. Oh, a, a lot when of you say, I played with someone else's feelings. Yes and you knew that wasn't right. Yeah. So I just want to put that out. It was not that you intentionally were trying yeah. to play with someone, mm-hmm. but you were wrestling yourself right. with your real identity, right. your own truth. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that was, I graduated from college in 2006, and, you know, even, uh, like I said, I, we tried, and, you know, again, I was like, no. So that summer, I broke it off. Um, and we still remain friends, even though I secretly hoped that stuff would happen. <laughs> like, and I was like, because I couldn't just, I, I couldn't be honest with myself, and then mm-hmm. just live, live in those moments. So I try to stay friends with this person and everything. And I even, you know, tried going back to dating men, which to me. I like everybody. I don't know what term that is. I'm not really into labels myself, 
but I think I literally think that love is love mm -hmm. so I pretty much took that relationship away that I had with a woman and whoever knew knew and most people didn't uh, you know my mother knew but I think again she just was thinking it was a phase so fast forward 12 years getting out of the relationship with whoever else I was with like another guy um, I had met up with this young lady again. I was like, you know what, this time I want to try it. And that year, I came out to my family. Mm -hmm. I, I will never forget it. I came out Christmas of 2012, and I sent a text message. And some people, my, my cousin was like, oh, we already knew this. <laughs> she was like, where's the news? And my aunt Kitty called me, and she said, don't you dare let nobody make you feel bad for who you are. I mean, I stand on that. I stand on that. When Portia came out, I mean, first off, I, you know, because of how, and I hope you don't mind, because there was a period in which you were doing cutting. Oh, you no. Know, yeah. Do you think that that was a part of the wrestling with? No, I actually think that was just, and that happened, it was a very short period, but it was in high school. I think that was for attention purposes. I think that things were going on okay. at home. And uh, let's be fair, my mother was trying to find her life, um, which she never stopped doing that. But she had right. started going back to school and she started dating this guy that she was eventually got engaged to and everything. And I, I think I felt like I just needed some type of attention. Okay. Yeah, okay. now we'll get back on that. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, you know, talking to you about that mm -hmm. um, and freaked your mother out. Yeah. But I didn't know whether that was associated with it. Yeah, so so when it came out, you know, you were gay again coming out, who gives a shit? I was like, okay, does that change the way I love you? No. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it does for other people, though. It didn't for me. It, it, it was, yeah. She finally accepted her truth. And that, to me, uh, was my opportunity to see her, yeah. to truly see my niece, not the rendition of the Porsche that I create. Because that's the wrong, that's what's wrong with most of us. We put on our children that this is where they're going to be. That's great and wonderful. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, they go left. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Yeah. And now what? So if she went left, shit, I was going to follow left. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what you so call wrong. support. That yes. support is a bra, okay? Uh, <laughs> a good bra. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, even in coming out in 2012, I still didn't, in that text message, I didn't let everybody know. Um, like my grandmothers, I didn't let, I was scared, like, because, I mean, let's be for real, as the generations go up, like, it's, to me, it's like less understanding there, and I've been proven wrong sometimes, um, and I'm grateful for that, but yeah, you know, after coming out and having that relationship and everything, when Candace and I uh, got together some years after that, Man, like to see her, like my aunt said, to stand in her truth, flat-footed, that was That's hard. Of it. And I was just like, oh, that was, that was, that that was sexy. That was sexy. <laughs> like, yeah. And she's such an awesome person. You know, I'm just like, everybody loves her. Ain't nobody going to care about if she's a woman. I mean, some people do care, as uh, my mother um, does. My father may he probably does, but he won't say it and because he doesn't care. He just wants me to be happy. Um, I said the same thing about, you know, my mom. Candace's mom. Like, I feel like she probably do have an opinion, but she ain't going to let us know because that's none of, that's neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? She's just here to, to love. And I just, uh, 
I'm so hopeful. I want to just, just kind of, not to interrupt you, I, there was, in the wedding ceremony, I just absolutely loved what your mom did. She did a saging ceremony. Mm -hmm. She took the sage and just went through, you guys, to purification of the wet, of the marriage. And, mm -hmm. and this was after you guys did the vows. Yep. And I was like, that's, sh that's the shit right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... Yeah. Even more confirmation. I, we've had confirmation before that within our yeah. relationship. But that day, mm -hmm. when people say, oh, it's the best day of my life, you know, being single, you're like, that's not true. <laughs> but I literally, that was the best day of my life. I wouldn't have changed anything about it. I woke up smiling. Mm -hmm. I sometimes deal with anxiety. Uh, time is my trigger. Not that day. I knew I was the stuff. And, <laughs> stuff. you know, whatever time flowed, flowed. And I, it was the, literally the best day of my life. And I knew that people that truly loved the both of us were standing there with us. Oh, that was, yes. we had a um, virtual wedding as well. So, uh, people yeah, that was, it was during COVID. It was yes. during COVID, yes. uh, which <clears throat> worse wise if y'all get married, do it that way. It was 12 people who paid for it. The other yeah. 100 was yeah. online. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, but, okay. Um, so, yeah, we, I knew that people that was there loved us. And I honestly think there were some people. We had this wonderful host. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Erica uh, Harper. Come on. Come on. Man, it was uh, our host, which is my lovely cousin. Um, yeah, I might uh, recognize her voice from a couple episodes that ago of Black Love. Um, but the Rhapsody. Yes, Rhapsody. Yes. Um, but yeah, she allowed people at the end of the ceremony to come on to Zoom and like uh, wave and say they love us and all of that. Oh, I really man. feel like some people dipped out before that point, and that's okay. And that's totally fine. It's, yeah, but I'm telling you, I loved. I, I mean, I was. I was crying. I got a picture of uh, Aunt Penny just like in her deep tears. Like, and I, I did some ugly crying. And so my sons uh, dated that time. She said, uh, you might want to take some stock out on Kleenex because you're going through a lot But it was, again, to finally see my niece just truly be in her essence. Um, her sacred expressive life force and absolutely own it. And I have to give credit to Candace mm. for bringing that because sometimes you can't take that leap yeah. without a safety net. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And you were that safe. Oh, she yeah. was. I'm sorry. Before I, my uh, wife talks, the safety net. Come on. First, I have to mention this. When we were dating, uh, she's mentioned before that she's a volleyball trainer. And of course, I was oh, trying to learn volleyball or whatever. And yeah, that was a fail. But um, in that time, it was a bonding experience for us. And she was trying to show me a certain move. And she was, and I did it like 30 times. I still was getting it wrong. But it's okay. And she looked at me. She said, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of falling? I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, it's okay. We can fall together. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> that was deep to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because we literally fell and you. And, and I, I'm serious. I mean, because sometimes we need an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know the importance of a safety net. Yeah. yeah. That there's a lot of shit that you just would not dare to do mm -hmm. without a safety net. Right. I look at myself and think about a trapeze artist. <laughs> you know? Trapeze? Yeah. And I'm up here in the air flying and shit, trying to, <laughs> trying to do my tricks and shit. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I got to make sure I got a safety net because just in case I fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't plan to, 
but just in case. Exactly. And so that's how I see Candace. And the wonderful thing about it is that Portia truly says, oh, I got, I'm going to make sure the hell I'm not going to fall, yeah. but oh, just in yes. case. And that's why yeah. I'm there. It's reciprocated, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I've come across, I mean, because I've, I thought that from what I'm seeing, you know, the quote unquote, the, the male is supposed to, you know, take care of the household. So I've been in a relationship where I'm like, you know what? You don't have to work. You know, I take care of all the bills and I take, yeah, everything. And that became tiring because, yeah, then you get started, you know, taking advantage of or whatnot. Right. So whenever I found this amazing woman right here, you know, she was like, I mean, really, I don't need you. You know, I mean, she right. didn't say that per se, but you know, that's that's what I got. I was like, wow, this is what this is supposed to feel like. And yeah. then to kind of piggyback on the the conversations before getting married, like we came to a hard point in our engagement because we we watched um, was it Transformation Church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Transformation Church. Um, Pastor Mike Todd. It was it was a whole. I'll just say, I would always ask people, what is the scripture that says that being gay is a sin? Nobody could ever tell me. But baby, ask and you shall receive because that's the right time. <laughs> he, he said that scripture. And I, as soon as he said it, like the rest of the, the sermon, we were quiet. So after the sermon was over, I went upstairs. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is over. Because, you know, her, her relationship with God is just so strong. And I'm like, oh man, she's gonna leave me. Okay, all right, let me get prepared. So she came upstairs, we talked about it. We cried. Yeah. But we moved forward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I knew. And that's because so many confirmations. Yeah. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people have their opinions and they throw their religion onto it and everything like that um, and I know this is so cliche but love is love and I know people think that there's so much difference between our relationship versus man and a woman but there's so much similarity yeah yeah oh definitely yeah we still have disagreements oh, we yeah. talk about finances our fur babies yes yeah, shout out to Kujo and we know we have the same conversations mm-hmm. yeah man like I mean can you help us out like it's God, why? I mean, okay, I have boobs and I don't have a piece. Is that what it is? Like, I mean, why does it matter who I go home to? Why does it matter who she go home to? Go goes home to? Again, you asked the wrong person. Okay. Because I, when I look at the 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 letters that define the your, the gay community, one of them is the ally, and I'm the, I'm the ally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking to the choir. I, it's not my job. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the church as well. Mm-hmm. And and want to talk about this too because people think that they can pray the gay off of you. That's so right. fucking, I mean, that's so, so stupid. But I'm like, okay, God, first off, don't make those mistakes. Do you honestly think that he's so, that God is so incompetent that he didn't already know that this was going to happen. Yeah. That's the key thing. Yeah. But th- there's a scripture in the, the the European Bible. It says, by the same yardstick you measure your brother, so shall you be measured by. And that is real for me. Mm. So I'm trying to like, I've done some shit. Hi. So I need every quarter inch I can get. So I don't have no... <laughs> Wait a minute. 
I don't have no room to be trying to judge nobody else. So, because right. I'm trying to get every inch just in case I screwed up. Yeah. Now, as I've grown, especially through the, the learning and the development of the philosophy of the power of self-permission and being the advocate for that, it has, when I say, did a paradigm shift for me, I moved myself out of the perspective of, I have to judge everybody. Mm -hmm. That is not, that's not my ministry. I, I can't. think a lot of people feel like judging people is put some definition on themselves or something like, like that. you judging me, you're gonna be in hell right with me. So no, come on, I mean, let's go. We need to understand that love is love and love doesn't make any mistakes. Love is not judgmental. Mm -hmm. Love is not stupid. When I look at a person, I'm only trying to see the love in them. But it took me years to get there. Mm -hmm. And so, again, there were so many questions that I wanted to ask of my Portia when she first came out, but I was ignorant or afraid yeah. to ask because, again, going back to that one episode that I had with my friend. So, yeah, you were speaking about <laughs> the alphabet community. It's just like, um, I'm also ignorant to all of the other um, letters that are in the community. Mm -hmm. um, and they are, um, they may be screaming for help and I, I will be open. Goodness. <laughs> but you know what, that's why I see uh, Portia with, you know, uh, Uplift Her and you with the volleyball. Such an amazing gift that God has given you to be able to impact the, the gay community in a way that is non-threatening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still be able to give them that level of acceptance mm -hmm. because that's where we really are. We are thirsty mm -hmm. for acceptance. Yeah. Ooh, I agree. And yeah. too often in the black community, because we are not truthful about our own truth, mm -hmm. then we walk around in desperation because we're so thirsty. But then we all want to be accepted. Mm -hmm. But accept me for who I am. I don't know if this helps me or hinders me to understand our, our community because my family, they accepted me. Like, I don't know if it was whether I'm just blessed or they had no choice because this is me. Yeah, yeah. they had a choice. They chose love. They chose love. There's two, okay. There's okay, two energy, only two energies, love-based or fear-based. Mm -hmm. That's it. Wow. You choose. Yeah. But let me, I want to ask you guys that because, well, first I want to go back and mention something. You know, we talked about safety nets. And you had said something that made me think about fabulous song that features Nas, I think, and he says, I'm good all by myself. Ooh. Mm -hmm. it, that just hit me when but you we're said, when we're yeah, but we're forced yes. when we're together. Oh, my God. Um, that when you were talking, that song came to me. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier, mm -hmm. that Portia didn't come across a Candace until she got into her own yeah. A real vibe. Mm -hmm. When she got into her vibe, her rhythm, mm -hmm. then Candace came along. Yeah. You know, with the yeah. same energy. With the same you know energy. Yes. yes. And so yes. now you're a force. Man. I just had to say that because I want to go to too often in our family portion, we have that, you got to pray the day off of you. Oof. <laughs> How's that feel? Because there's another question I have to ask is the men who find it sexy. Mm. <laughs> Let's go back first with the family, but then I want to address there are men who find it sexy as hell. Mm -hmm. I want to date this woman because she sleeps with another woman. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm just talking to her. Family questions first. Yeah, I've never experienced any of 
my family or friends specifically saying we gonna pray the day away but like I felt that energy being constantly invited to church which I know there's other intentions on that and I'm you know I'm down for a good word and praising because I was like my wife has stated I love God I love God but yeah I never I, I feel like my story is that I wasn't necessarily like verbally beat up with that as I've seen other people so I'm thankful for that um, but it's more it's more like it's more silent and that's the next no no Candace, okay. did, you, did you experience that because again I'm looking at a woman who flat footed this is who I am yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to make any apologies for this. Mm-hmm. But then to hear you say it was nerve-wracking for you early on to actually come out and say, hey, this is who I am. Did you have that you know, it's, it's where someone feels like, oh, this is just a phase, i got to pray that off for you? Now, I've had the phase part, like it's just a phase, but not the pray it off of you part. Because if they were to say, I'm going to pray it off of you, yeah, then yeah, we're not gonna be in the same company ever again. Cause anybody can get it. You, I know who I am. Okay, so go on somewhere like this. <laughs> Shoot, I can choose where I'm gonna be. You know, I mean, you know, according to God's plan. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, but no, yeah, I, I have been told. Oh, it's just a phase through a cousin. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, one of my favorite cousins or whatnot. But you know, I still love her, and we don't necessarily talk. But can we say that that's out of ignorance? Yeah, and, and fear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and yes. fear. Oh, yes. It's such a big part of all uh-huh. this because um, the gay community, we get talked about, we get beat up, we get killed, yeah, yeah. We, get, we get disowned. Yes. Well, let's just say where every black woman that is listening to this knows that we deal with double jeopardy, mm-hmm. racism, and being a woman, mm-hmm. so sexism. Yeah. But then we look at the gay community in the triple. black community. That's triple, 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 triple threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that's what I want to give. Uh, I want to say thank you to my mother. Because every person that, that we've come across that was disowned because they were gay, oh, they was living with mama, with yeah. us. Like she yeah. took us in. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we, we need more mothers and fathers, okay, and fathers and aunties and cousins like that. Like, you know what? All right, your family needs more time. Mm-hmm. So come on over here. Yeah, and I was told, you know, when I came out by the people that was advocates and allies for me um, that you know it's okay just give your mom some time get the, give the family some time when Candace and I when she uh, proposed to me when she proposed to me in 2019 I just thought that by then you Coming out at 2012 to 2019, that's a, you know that's a, almost seven years. How much time do you need? Exactly. How much time do you need? And then after having this great wedding and just having this great relationship with my wife, like to hear that from word of mouth that my mother is concerned about my salvation, and I'm yeah. I'm confused because you know as far as uh, salvation goes in Christianity. Once you are saved and you say, Jesus Christ died for my sins, you will never be plucked from the hand of God. Well, that's the problem. People see it as a sin. Mm-hmm. And as I have grown in my spiritual walk, not religion walk, my spiritual walk, 
I'm really about the spiritual relationship that I have with God. And I remember God saying to me, I want to have a relationship with you. And so I stand on the relationship that I have with Elohim and not what somebody tells me I should think or feel. To see my sister, your mom, behaving the way that she did and knowing that she loves you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She loves you. I and know that. She loves you. She loves you separately as yeah. individuals, as human beings. But yeah, we to be married. Yeah, no, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing for yeah. her. It's okay to to shack up. Don't even go there. Okay. okay. No, no, straight by conversation. Because this is crazy to me. I see men that's leaving babies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they got a damn basketball team and like 10 different baby mamas, mm-hmm. which I hate that too. Yeah. Uh, that terminology. No marriage. No marriage. But we still seem to be okay Stay with that. Their side. It's just this hypocrisy and to the point that I'm just like, give me a flipping break. Well, that music means it's time for The World According to Penny. I really hope you all have enjoyed part one of uh, When You Look at Me, Don't See Your Fears, See Me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Maybe it was more for me than anybody else, and I'm just sharing this with you all. But for me to truly love, it means that I must also seek to understand and to know. And we can't ever shed our fears and animosities or hates or anything if we don't choose to know each other first, not on the surface level, but deeper than what most of us are comfortable in doing, going beyond the aesthetics of the people that we meet on a day-to-day basis. But the conversation at the dinner table with my niece and her wife, Candace left me with a few things when we discussed the issue of rather than assuming, walking around ignorant and participating in gossip or perpetuating the stereotypes about LGBTQ plus Americans, we could just ask, or as Candace encouraged us to do, have a sincere conversation with those we know and love in the LGBTQ plus community. And the people that we need to have a conversation with the most are right in our own family. But there is a caveat to that encouragement. As Portia pointed out, the person we may want to have that sincere conversation with must also be in the mental and emotional space of living their truth. Just because we're motivated to have a conversation doesn't mean that they're ready. And we have to take that into consideration and respect that, okay? Don't do what I did in my ignorant years of just springing some shit on people and expecting them to be okay with it. I I now realize what I refer to as a simple question, air quotes, about my friend's uh, sexual orientation isn't always that simple, especially if we haven't given ourselves permission to live our life's truth. As Audra Lloyd said, we're taught to respect fear more than ourselves. And this applies to all of us and in every area of our lives, no matter what our sexual orientation, religion, or skin color is, you know, is we all are struggling with that because we have been taught to respect fear and we put more value in our fears than we do in what our spirit self 
love is telling and guiding us to do. Another thing this conversation helped me to realize is that I lacked any measure of empathy at the time that I had asked my childhood friend about his sexual orientation. Had I put myself in the receiving end of that question, I might have been offended too. Hell, I'm still learning to give my sacred expressive life force permission to express itself in some of the areas of my own life. So if somebody were to ask me about something that is deeply uh, sacred to me, and I was afraid that they might judge or uh, cast some kind of negative energy on me, I wouldn't be open to actually sharing with anyone. So when we desire to have a sincere conversation, we must keep in mind that sincerity includes mindfulness and empathy. We owe each other that measure of respect and kindness. The other thing that stood out for me was our conversation on the expectations that this society puts on the LGBTQ uh, plus Americans about coming out. Now, as my niece said, heterosexuals don't have to come out. So why is it necessary for them to declare their sexual orientation publicly? Now, I totally agree. As long as they are consenting adults, what someone does in their bedroom or their sexual preferences, it's none of our damn business. And as a heterosexual woman, I'm not out there commercializing or labeling my sexual pursuits and behaviors. That that's not none of your damn business as far as I'm concerned, you know, so, but I argue that the whole insistence of coming out is just another way to feed our addiction to stereotypes, to discriminate and to snub others, to see them as less than. This has been my thoughts for a long time. While I still think the motivation of our society is shady as it relates to the notion of coming out, I recently attended a co-worker's Pride Month presentation and a quote was shared that allowed me to not be as adamant about my views on coming out. And this quote uh, that was shared is from a 23-year-old Russian-born violinist uh, who now lives in Chicago. Now, I'm not going to hack up his name. The biggest thing is the quote. He says, we don't come out for heterosexual people to know. We don't come out for the ones who hate us to know. We shout and make as much noise as possible. So those who are scared to be themselves would know that they are not a mistake and they are not alone, end quote. I I just, I love the thought of that. This is a mantra we should all embrace. Those of us who have struggled with fear and self-doubt of any kind regarding our life's truth and have learned to assert our power of self-permission to allow our sacred expressive life force to be seen, heard, and felt as it wants to be, then you're not finished. You might have gotten there, but your overall responsibility to the universe, your task is not done. Supreme Spirit led you out for purpose, and now you too must make as much noise as possible so those who are scared to live their truth would know that they are as Elohim created them, and they are not alone. And as an ally 
of the LGBTQ plus Americans. I'll speak for my family members and friends. And I, I, I speak for them because I believe that this is what they would want us to know. Uh, so this is what I think they would say to us. Do what most are unwilling to do. Stop perpetuating false gossip and worshiping your fears about me. Instead, take a moment to talk to me, not to argue or attempt to disprove my validity and humanity, but to get to know me, my essence. And you'll see, I love, we love just like you do. As always, remember, You are never the victim of life. You are always the student of purpose. So what skill or higher consciousness are you learning? What task or message are you being prepared for? I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Straight Vibes, No Chasers. And I certainly hope you will keep listening and grow with me in this journey. If you like the show, please do me a favor, leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend. If this is the episode that really inspires you, pass it on to inspire someone else as well. Also visit my website, pennymurray.com for more information about my work and how you can support or be a part of the dialogue on Straight Vibes, No Chasers. Now, on the next episode, This is going to be part two, and I'm going to try to get that out sooner so you'll be getting two in one month because I want part two of the conversation at the dinner table with Portia and Candace um, to kind of follow this so that that you can keep the flow because we had a great conversation. Um, We clowned, we we got serious about some things, and I'm not going to lie, some of our fears um, showed even in openly discussing it. Where next time we're going to be discussing how men who are turned on uh, by lesbian relationships and other topics as well. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss it. Again, thanks for listening. And as always, I leave you with my closing assertion for your life. You are as spirit created you, endowed with power and authority to manifest positive outcomes and the divine wisdom to bring about meaningful change. Give yourself permission to think, trust, create, speak, and live your life's truth. Ashe. You've been listening to Straight Vibes, No Chasers with Dr. Penny Murray. Listen and subscribe to our podcast from your mobile device with your favorite podcast app. If you have any questions, topic ideas, comments, or want to invite Dr. Murray to speak at your next event, go to contact us at pennymurray.com. If you're in the North Dallas, Texas area, we invite you to become a member of the Inner Wellness Community by taking part of the African American Council on Fear.